Good morning, everybody, wherever you might be. A beautiful Friday morning, all thanks to Ladbrokes. If you're watching us, thank you. If you're listening to us, SCN Track Radio Network, you know what to do. 0499 736 736, any topic, nothing's off limits, as we have found out. In fact, probably on this show 12 months ago, on the back end of the Oaks, where Quinny left for half the show, Brownie rolled in after a sauna, and from there it just got crazy. But we have lost Gamble Brown, but Gabby Doxy in the house. Hello, Gab. Hello, Gab. How are you feeling? Oh, very well. How are you? I'm good. Last week you told us, it might have been the week before, that you've never gone to work hungover. You've never had a day of work hungover. <laughs> have you broken that streak? No. No. Well, I'm Secondly, protest. <laughs> yeah, no, a little bit sleep Good. dusty this morning, but that's all right. Well, you're here, you're fresh, you look great. What about you? I'm fine, 100%. You don't sound fine. Hay fever's got me. No, oh, hay fever fine oh, and feeling oh, queasy oh. from the kebab no, at 2am. Oh, no, mate, I've been getting abuse from Campbell Brown all night for leaving early. Keeping in mind, I had to work all day yesterday on SCN track. Didn't have my first drink until 8 and then by about 11, I was like, I've got to get home. So I was out fairly early, but um, it's been a hell of a good week. So and uh, all is well again with SEN track? What do you mean? Well, a few dust-ups on Derby Day. Yeah. Well, we have a few late scratchings <laughs> on Cup Day. Have we seen Tag since? No. Mm. He so, assures me that he's going to be back tomorrow. So oh, just really? a bit of an on-air lover's tiff that's now gone a week. Yeah, well, actually, to be fair, I did break a headset, but outside of that, we'll move on. Oh. No, I didn't. The thing isn't no, broken. Did. The only thing I broke is my hand, but that was without a fight. That's a different story. Hello, Adam Hamilton in the house yeah. because Brownie's MIA. Yeah, absolutely. Brownie's MIA. We tried to get Dan Cobby, but he's still out somewhere, mm -hmm. I think, Dan. So uh, he wasn't able to come in. But, look, far better preparation than last year. And, um, yeah, what a, what a week it's been. But... The most important thing is you've got to keep something in the tank because the best day of these four days is still to come, isn't it? Absolutely. What about the racing ahead? Oh, keen to get into you're it. You're excited? Yeah. I know, I know where you're excited, so we'll get into it. First <laughs> things first, let's do it now. On the Ladbroke Spring Breakfast, first things first. We're going to start with you, Gab, because I can see you bursting with pride for one particular reason. Take it away. For my first things first. I don't know what your first things first is, oh, but I have a feeling I know what it is. I don't know if you do, but um, how open the jockey ranks are at the moment. Is no, people... I don't know what it is. Yeah, no. <laughs> You've, made <a> bad, <laughs> You've made a bad decision with your first things first, but oh, it's a good okay, one. Sorry. Go on. Are you thinking of something of alligator blood or something? Nothing like about that? Queensland, but oh, uh, I'll take right. it if you want. No, 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 that's, that's later on. But um, yeah, just how open mm -hmm. the jockey ranks are at the moment. So many people riding so well and yeah, all over the... All over the show. So many different winners this week and yep. so many absolute elite jockeys that have only had a couple of rides each day because it's so competitive as well. And you're absolutely spot on. I don't think it's ever been stronger. The Victorian ranks are so strong at the moment. And then this time of year, when you get the A graders come from not only now interstate, but all across the world, and has there been one or two jockeys that have stood out this week as a really good performance in your eyes that have just reminded everyone how dominant they are? Oh, well, I mean, the usual crew, but like, say, like Billy Egan's riding up a storm and, you know, Bo, Bo Merton's, the younger ones, they're just flying. And I think it's because they are probably putting in that, that extra bit of work as well. But um, obviously the top liners as well. Yeah, J-Max flexed his muscle when it's mattered, hasn't it? But he hasn't yeah, dominated. Bit of, bit of no, quiet, he hasn't. Yeah, a bit yeah, of a quiet hasn't. cup day. I mean, he'll be, he, yeah, he'll be pretty happy that he's taken home, a, you know, an Oaks and a Derby with a couple of great rides there. But... Um, but you're right, I mean, the spread between the jockeys has been great. And it hasn't been nice, you know. I know Ollie will become part of our team from January, but it's been really nice to see him 
at the coal facing and, and getting those three wins mm. so far. So. No, somebody on this show last week predicted he'd ride four winners for the week. So whoever that genius was, you'll get that right. Uh, that was me. Uh, but secondly, you know, I've got a theory on this. Have I ran past this theory by you before? Not too sure. I'd say the SN Track family have heard this. This is COVID related, right? When COVID hit and jockeys couldn't travel, lesser known jockeys got opportunities with bigger stables or better horses or in bigger carnivals. And they were able to prove, because there's such a small, a small margin between the, the absolute elite jockeys and because the depth is there, the jockeys were right below them. So when COVID hit, connections, trainers, owners, we had no real choice but to put what is in our eyes or racing fans, the lower profile or the tier 1.5 jockeys on certain horses. They stood up, they delivered in group one races and that relationship and connection started. Now, when you've got a James McDonald who is there, you're always going to probably err and one of the best jockeys in the world. I get that. But the confidence these jockeys grew or were able to gain because of other jockeys being unavailable, both in Sydney and in Melbourne and parts of the world, is the reason that we have got an even deeper pool now in these big, big cars. I'd flip that a little bit. Not even the confidence the jockeys have gained, mm. but the confidence that owners and trainers yep. have got from yeah. putting these True. lesser named jockeys no on doubt. their horses in big races. Perfect so. storm. And this is why we sit here today. And it's only better. It's happened in, in all realms of sport. But we notice it when we get to these big carnivals that the jockeys who may not necessarily have their names up in lights like every single, every single day... And a perfect example of this, an unbelievably perfect example, and you know we think about him a lot, is Dean Holland on Lightning Stakes Day. Got the opportunity, yeah. Jamie Carr couldn't ride, jumps on, does the exact same thing that Jamie Carr would have done. And that's unfortunately, we sit here and tragically speak about that situation mm -hmm. now. But these jockeys who are not necessarily smack bang on the front of the Herald Sun or the papers around the country are so good in the big moments, but it's just about taking their opportunities when they get them. Yeah, I love that reference to Billy Egan. Yep. I mean, that talk about a story of perseverance mm. for Billy and, um, and the flow on of him making a bit of a statement during this carnival mm -hmm. will be great, won't it, as we, as we roll into somewhat of an off-peak time. And you've noticed, you know, just working on a Monday, Tuesday all this year, like, he's there riding at every one of those meets, you know, and you've got, you've got to be doing that. And now, look, that's paying off, you know. But since you started covering those Mondays and Tuesdays, they're the two days all the jockeys want to go and ride at. Oh, yeah, thank you. I'm sure that's it. I'm sure that's the reason they want to get out of bed and go to the races on a Monday and Tuesday, but thank you. I, uh, I will say, too, I'm so flat on me trying to back climbing star for the fifth time in 12 months rather than just backing Foxy Frieda for coming out of the best race of the... Like, I was like, on, on, air, on radio yesterday I was saying, she comes out of the best race, Empire Rose, it's hot. Pride of Jenny, a tissue, they go to good races tomorrow and then, ah, a back climbing star. Jeez, I'm a They muppet. didn't forget to back Foxy Frieda either. She no. was off the map. So she should have been well, and she won were, exactly like she should have. every horse you back to have the sort of ticker that Foxy... Unbelievable. Got when, yeah. um, when the chips are down. Was, um, you know, I hadn't even backlimbing star. A rare star. highlight for favourite yeah. runners through the three days True. so far. I didn't even backlimbing star, three yeah. Favourites of one. Is it three? Well, it was one going into yesterday. Yeah, so, so you're Frida and Zardozzi. Yeah. There's three. That's right. sickening for punters, and unless you got lucky. Uh, even I hadn't backlimbing star until they went into the mounting yard, and Foxy Frida still looked an absolute treat, and I still backlimbing star. <laughs> so gives you an idea of how I thought about certain things yesterday. Quinny, what do you got? Now, apologies if you're listening or not watching this because this is going to be great visual content. What the hell is going on? And we're going to start to roll the photos to back this up. Mm. Our man Campbell <laughs> Brown, he's <laughs> now <laughs> clickbait. He's now seen as some sort of fashion expert. This is the Herald Sun running photos of yep. him. The Courier Mail's running polls on him with the hey, yes, no. And that was a bad loss for him too, by the way. 
Well, I'm not sure, but I mean, I'm no fashion expert, but no. he looks like he's going to... He looks like he's at the beach and he put a jacket on mm. and then that's what he's headlined at. So there's two of him. We've got another one. Are they board shorts? Apparently they're scotch and soda leisure shorts. I don't know a great deal. I'm like Quinny. I'm not a fashionista, but I'll tell you how this... Are you finished, Quinny? No, not stuff? yet. Not yet. So this is him. Yep. I've got the look today, but Brownie, have. this is him now relaxing the one day he was in a suit. This is the birdcage <laughs> yeah. with his feet up. He, yeah. just, he just wants to be famous. Well, Brownie, if you want to be papped, this is what you've got to do. There we oh, go. No. <laughs> oh, no. You've got to be kidding just me. Just a reminder to Brownie that he can try hard with his fashion, but at the What's end of the day... Mel Man about town. Look, it's one of Melbourne's <laughs> slickest photo bombers. Incredible. Well, what's, when's that from? That's from a few years ago when um, someone, it's not important who, took a photo of me with Sophie Monk and posted on the socials and the Herald Sun ran with it. So thank you. I just want to read a caption from News. They've had a little dig at him, Cam, here yeah. at the bottom. Um, Campbell Brown was the first and seemingly the last man to be spotted in the shorts. Well, Gay Waterhouse has formally complained. Yeah. And, so, they, and they've been tight for a long time. But hang on. Sweet idea. But, so he's yeah. wearing this to the races. And now he doesn't rock up today to cop his medicine. You know what he did last night? He, well, yesterday he He's looked. Facing the he was on yesterday. He looked incredibly sharp yesterday. Had a nice suit on. He pinned the ears back last night without a fight style. So I don't know where he is. But I will tell you how this day played out because we went to the track together on Tuesday, and he had said on Monday, "I am wearing shorts." On Monday on SEN track, he said, "I am wearing shorts." So we get there, and he's got the shorts on, he's got the jacket. No tie, which, the, 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 no tie, because you're meant to wear the tie with the shorts, yeah. but he got through. We walked in, and for the first time ever, ever, he said, maybe we should get a photo here in the birdcage entrance. So I said, oh, this is interesting. So anyway, Julian Bayard, of course, the, the head of SCN Track, and Brownie and I jumped in, took a photo. This girl, I'll take the photo, all well. And I was like, why would he be doing that? And he's not, he's not traditionally very fast on the Instagram story as well. 45 seconds later, bang, it's up. And I'm like, this is interesting. Next thing you know, we start the great SEN track coverage of Cup Day and on rolls the Herald Sun confidential photographer. Campbell, do you have a second? So that's where that photo was taken. Oh. And then all hell broke loose from there. I didn't mind it. I was much more for it than a lot of people no, were. because he's care. He's built for comfort, not but, speed, the brown dog. But where is he now? I like, don't know where he is. Dominate. Look, he's, what's happened to him? He's turned into just a socialite. He's gone from a man well, of the people, a punter, well, to someone that just... Gets around the you know what happened page, yesterday? posts to the socials and then doesn't rock up to the show. And then yesterday, because he looked so smick yesterday, he was actually, they had now, um, Princess Diana's nieces are here, I, I believe. You'd probably know more than this, Gabby. So, you know, the, the creme de la creme fashionistas, influencers yesterday, no, no. all were on, I think, it's, I think it's on the VRC Instagram page, and it's like, beautiful woman, gorgeous, you're a gorgeous, bang, bang, influencer, great guy, million followers, bang, 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 brownie. <laughs> I was like, he's gone too far So now. tell me, is this story true about oh. Brownie and Matt Damon? Is the story oh, true? Yeah, it's 100% How it's happened. Matt Damon was set up to go and ask Brownie to get a selfie. <laughs> so what happened? So he, he, oh, mate. he it's, walked it's... up to him. <laughs> so He walked up to him and said, Hi, mate, Jason, as in Jason Bourne. Can I just get a selfie with you? And Brownie didn't know who it was. Well, has anyone is seen that the photo? True? Yeah, so Lauren Phillips, who, who Brownie is quite yes. close with, texted him and said, hey, come into the marquee where I am, say good day to some of my friends. Yep, no dramas. He walked in there. And then somebody said to him, how are you? And he said, I'm airborne, yes. which is a phrase that he traditionally uses. So then Lauren said, do you mind getting a photo of my mate? And he goes, oh, I'm Jason. 
And he goes, oh, I'm, oh, hello, Airborne, I'm Jason. Yeah. And then so he took the photo thinking, in his words, he was a Hawks nuffy. And then when he went to leave, he's like, oh, hang on a second, you're Jason Bourne, I'm Airborne, Matt Damon. So I went from yeah. there. So there you go. Like, <laughs> it is the type of situation. Does anybody watch, Out Does anybody watch Outlander? But he thought he was a digger. He, at the start, yes, he absolutely <laughs> did. Oh, Does anyone great. watch Outlander on Netflix? Ne me neither, but there's a, there's a guy on there, and he, he's Scottish, he's an outstanding actor, and yesterday he walked past our, uh, our broadcast spot, he had a kilt on. Now, none of us knew who he was, so Brownie then wanted to inquire what was underneath said kilt. Oh. Ended up having some photos with this guy, who is a three-time Emmy award-winning actor from Scotland, who was <laughs> hardcore, yeah. Oh, mate, it was out there. I think his name was Brendan Rankin, and he was a really nice guy, but the Brown Dog's been involved in some... Interesting stories this week. Quinny, Quinny, you've had a lot of golden days down in that area, but I know you're busy working these days, but you and Usain Bolt really bonded there, didn't that you? That was quite funny. When they it rang was. and they said, oh, can you go into said marquee and give some tips to Usain? And I was like, oh, I was about to go home and thinking, Usain, it sounds like some very wealthy man from the Middle East, but all right, I'll go and give him a hearing. <laughs> then I walked in and it was Usain Bolt with his little posse. So... Had a few photos with you. So I had a chat to Usain and got papped. And the paparazzi ran the story that said Usain Bolt with fellow male punter. Oh. So that's what I was referred to <laughs> in the Daily Mail. You know what? Maybe the most factually thing the Daily Mail's ever done, <laughs> yeah. to be fair. What nice. do you got for us, Hamo? Um, well, mine's a little bit, a little bit more uh, normal than that. Racing but, related? <laughs> well, it's a tenuous link to racing. Um, I just think it's been the Melbourne Spring Carnival that racing needed. Mm. Because Caulfield Cup, I mean, we debated for a Brilliant. while just where the Caulfield Cup was at. Quality field, the form has just proven amazing out of it. The race is well and truly back as a, as a lead-up. The internationals will be watching the importance of running in that Caulfield Cup as far as springboarding onto a Melbourne Cup now. Then into an epic Ladbrokes mm. Cox Plate Day. One of the great finishes, one of the, the great results as far as the, the future impact for racing goes. Um, and then we get into a tremendous Melbourne Cup and the, the great first, day, first three days we've had. So, look, there's a lot of talk about the crowds. They've been terrific. I think they've been terrific. I mean, let's not undersell it. You know, people are doing it hard now. I don't think they can afford to go two or three days to Flemington like they did, um, you know, at its absolute peak. But I think the crowds and the atmosphere and the interest in racing has been terrific. My one suggestion, and yes, it's a little bit like a broken record, but Oaks Day, Oaks Day has got to be made more of a people's day. It's got to start later. It's got to enable people to to do their work. So I didn't go to the track yesterday. I was around the Albert Park area and I saw so many people dressed up at about 1, 1.30 headed, getting onto trams to go out to the races. Make it a twilight meeting. Just do it. Start. Take, a, take it out of the book of Ascot. Only run six races, but start it at 3 o'clock. Try something different. Just quickly, what was the crowd yesterday? You know, I got it. It was about 46. Right. So... Whilst I understand that we sometimes get caught up in the fact that we once had 100,000 people at Oaks Day, 46,000 people on a work day at Flemington is still massive in Australian racing crowds. Like, what was the Everest? About 44, 45? Yeah, it, was, it, was so, it was slightly bigger than an Everest. But, but yeah. this, this is the thing, right? I, I understand what you're saying, and there's always tweaks. Like, I think everyone can do that. But, but 46,000 on a Thursday. doing it for, for a point of difference? Well, we, tried, we did it, try it, though, right? Make it, make yeah. it cheap. Well, we haven't really tried it. Didn't we what try they, Twilight a couple of years no, ago? No, not really. We I didn't? mean, they all, look, they're running the Oaks as yeah. 
a later race mm. after five o'clock or you know. I actually I actually like the well, idea of, of making it a smaller six thirty yeah. or something like that. Well, true. Yeah. Six, six. I like the idea of six races and just see how we can go if they tweak it a little bit. But uh, it was a wonderful day. How now, would the lighting go if it wasn't a nice day? I, I don't. I, don't I, can't, I can't see it being an issue then. I mean, it's not. It's if it's overcast or dark or gloomy or whatever. Mm. It's no different light-wise at six o'clock at this time of year to to what it is at four o'clock. Very cool. Hey, as we go to the break, <laughs> would you have recognised him? Have a look at this. He just sent that through, you know Brad, what? and said, make sure we show it. I might not have recognised that. When he sent it to me, when he first sent me the photo, I said, oh, this guy it's looks actually familiar, a bit of a spiky hair it contest, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah, Brownie reckons he's a legitimate better actor than him as well. For Labrokes, <laughs> wherever you might be, good morning to you. We'll be back in a moment. It most certainly is a beautiful day right around Australia, thanks to Labrokes. Labrokes bring breakfast. Now, before we get into the markets and look towards what is a... Wonderful weekend. This is the final show, correct? Yes. Right? Yes. We'll be after I tell my copy story. Hold that for a split second, because I, I, I need to pitch something to you, so I might as well do it on air. Yes, I like this. We legitimately should go to Perth and do a show yeah. the day before Ollie's last ride. 100%. Why wouldn't we? Well, I'll be in, I'll be in Queensland. So that's all right. Cam, Gab, Quinny and Campbell. And Ollie. And Ollie. Yeah, well... It's you can pitch it. Yeah, well, I just have. So you take it up from here, we'll go from <laughs> there. Bring the bean counters at Ladbrokes and say, make this happen. Great idea. Now, I asked that question because I want to get something going before you say whatever you're about to say, <laughs> which, could, which could actually end everything. But look, admittedly, Daniel Cobby said this oh, morning, no. do not tell this story on air. But then he, he softened his text me and said, all right, go on, tell it. What the hell? So he was meant to be on the show today. He was. So Adam, or myself, or Gabby, we're going to have a week off mm -hmm. and let him do it. He rang me at 6.15 this morning. He's like, ah, yeah, you're going to have to do the show. I'm like, okay, everything okay? He goes, yeah, yeah everything's okay. Just just can't get in. I'm like, why? He goes, uh... I said, mate, what, what's happened? Are you okay? He goes, I'm, I've never been better. <laughs> I said, well, why can't you come in? Oh, I, I met someone last night and went for dinner and obviously he couldn't get home so he stayed the night at her house. <laughs> and this morning at about 5.45 she said, all right, I'm out, got to go to work, got to do some track work, I'll be back in two and a half hours. Can you just look after the young'un? So he's on dad duty this morning. Minding the child of the mother that he met last night and she's nearly back from work and then he'll be coming to join us. So oh, no. is new, that legit? New dad copy is oh. what we <laughs> So that's why he's not on. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, if I, I anybody would be terrified of you knowing any <laughs> private information about them. Like in because <laughs> the privacy part is very thin with Quinny. Unbelievable. It? Be careful, Gabby. Just Unbelievable. Right. <laughs> Let's get to the Labrokes market. Let's try and straighten this bad boy up. Out of all the ways I thought that story would end, I had no idea that was how it was going to be. Uh, la let's get into it. Labrokes market for the champion sprint. <laughs> One man and a baby. I can see Quinny spending the afternoon whipping up some type of weird meme. Uh, the market is up. Quinny, what does it happen? Would you like me spread? to do the market today? Yeah. We'll, we'll give Gabs the day off. <laughs> now, we'll kick off with, I think, the most intriguing race of the day. The champion sprint, because we're getting a chance to double our money on Imperatrice, and I think she will be the most popular favourite over the entire four days at Flemington, because we haven't seen her recently at this sort of quote, where 
everyone is going to find the $2 appealing if you like her. If you're a big punter and you like her, $2 is a good quote. If you're a professional punter and you're leaning to her, $2 is a good price. And for a lot of punters that like playing the multi-bets, and let's face it, they have been impossible to find so far this Flemington Carnival, she looks a lovely double-up. My question to all of you, is there a danger? In secret at $5, Bella Nipotina at 11 with Asfura, is there a danger? And second question, what sort of price do you think she'll start in Peritrees? Do you think the $2 will just tumble and tumble and tumble? Or is it about right? No, you'll get better than $2. You'll get better. Yeah. You think it'll go the other way? Yep, because a lot of the um, a lot of the smart judges are very big on in secret. Down the straight, two from two down the straight. Um, I know I've spoken to a couple who've said this is the go of the carnival in secret. In secret? So, yep, down the straight. So, um, mate, would you rather play in secret the place or Imperatrice the win at ballpark the same price? Um, well, it's, look, it's a good question. Thank you. I, I'm... I, look, I think I think Imperatrice will win because whatever way you look at it, um, I'm not. The jury's out a little bit on the on the strength of the Everest form. I think they're you know I think they're really good sprinters. But then Bella Nipotina came out yeah. and beat two of the stars from the Everest. Um, but uh, but two dollars is is really short. You know, first time down the straight, they have taken her there a few times, obviously, mm-hmm. which is which is important. And our man Bossy. Walked the straight with Opie Bosson to talk about all the, you know, the tricks of straight racing with him the other day. So I'm very firmly in her corner, but I'm just saying there is a really strong army of smarties who are going to be uh, going hard at In Secret. So are you with the, the Kiwi Mayor? I am with the mm. Kiwi Mayor, but I, I really like In Secret. I was really torn this morning. Well, the two, and I straight, thought, win, the two straight wins have been well, phenomenal. This race last year, wasn't it? Um, more last she, year. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, she ran, she just exploded. So I'm, I am, I do have Imperatrice on top, but yeah, In Secret or, you know, so, yeah, very, very hard for me, but yeah, I think I'll back In Secret. Yesterday on air, okay. I, I, I didn't, I, I, if she's at $2, I'm probably going to back it. There's always a concern down the straight. Josh Jenkins said yesterday on SCN Track, the bit of the carnival's In Secret a place. And at the time I was like, oh. And I went back and watched some stuff last night. Like, she's brilliant, right? The, the thing is, I, I need to try and work out if the Everest was her grand final or this. Because I believe this, this is Imperatrice's grand final. And that's a that's a really that's, good point. Now, you've, you've touched on why I'm staying firmly yeah. with her. Because... She hasn't had a gut buster yet. No. She, everything's been almost lead up racing, getting ready for this. Now, they they didn't go to the Everest because they were targeting this exactly. race. And that's so a, yeah, it's, and it's it, a really good point. It is somewhat of an afterthought. But then again, historically, horses have come through the Everest and been able to just dance away with this race in the past. That is they? that is true, but I don't think they probably met a horse who's in such great nick like Imperatrice is. So that'll be the big one. That's what I looked at last week when Bella Nipotina was able to run over, think, of, like, think about it, and of course, Private, I was said the grand final was the Everest and everything was trained to the minute, and then they rolled into the, into the next Nipotina one. Bella Nipotina should have won by two lengths. She absolutely should have. I mean, she absolutely should have. If the gap had been there at yeah. the right time, she and then, and then through. And Sam Clippin also just laid on her, a little, on her just to yeah. try and uh, help the stable matter. That's how it looked like for me. All right, let's get to the you know, championship. Yes, you'll blow out in the race. Uh, go on. Fiona? No, it's <laughs> an absolute must for your trifectas, Airman. One go down the straight, really impressive. Um, well, Wayne, sprinter going. Uncle by. Wayne been in your ear, has he? He was in my ear yesterday. He didn't say that he'd win the race with Airman, but he said, for what it's worth, it's the best trainer. That's the best horse they have in their stable. Yes. And you know what? 
Uncle yeah. Wayne will be listening. So, Hawksy, hello to you. He will be. Yeah. Is he now a media superstar yes. who does a bit of training? Yes. Because he's just everywhere. There. Yeah, he is. You know who he's become? One of your great mates, Damien Barrett, who's now a great, very, very well-earned, opinion-based uh, broadcaster, more so than a newsbreaker nowadays. You're able to swivel at certain I think Barrett gets a lot more holidays than Hawks, though. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 22 weeks a year. Well, Hawks and his wife, Jane, run a trucking area. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, Jane does. Well, well, Hawks is certainly yeah. listening. I'm going to get a text from him about 10 photos seconds. I'll be behind the wheel, though, so. <laughs> Hey, the Champions Mile is the next one. What's the Ladbrokes market? The Champions Mile. Now, what the, a race. It is. Oh, what a race. The, the, the one conundrum I had with the race was trying Very to work light out... Up, isn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's very light on. Seven horses. horses. It's hurt me. It's small in numbers, mm, but big in class. Yeah, right. yeah, it is. Um, this is what we actually want. You want quality over quantity. And I, this is such a cool race, this race. Uh, it is. Now, the challenge here is you're backing some top liners as an afterthought. So we know that Mr Brightside and Alligator Blood, the Cox Plate was their grand final. Both of them were tremendous. And then they're going to the well again. Fangirl's probably got a little bit more upside from that perspective, but I personally don't think she's as good as the other two. So Mr. Brightside, really? a $2.50 favourite. Fangirl, $3.10. Alligator Blood, $3.50. The market has them as the three. Bit of a jump out to Pride of Jenny, a $15 chance. And the inevitable, who was just the star of that all-star mile documentary. Yeah, and if you, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's tremendous Wait. miles in front. Um, dropped last night. But we were good. <laughs> like, we were good. You, you must have watched that back saying you, we no, nailed that. Uh, unlike you, no, I haven't. How many times um, have you watched our scenes? No. <laughs> Little cameos for us. <laughs> but I thought um, uh, Michael Kent Jr., what a star. Superstar. He was absolutely brilliant in it. And, and just the insights into Jamie Carr... As a person, mm. very private person, we don't get to, a lot of see, to get to see a lot of that. She was absolutely tremendous in it. And, you know, just the coverage around that fall she had, um, you know, and the, the whole emotion around the inevitable. And, and Scotty Brunton was brilliant. Scotty Brunton, yeah. That scene where he's with the kids in the stall... Um, and just the emotion after running third, you know, he did the whole Muhammad Ali in front of the crowd Unreal. after running third in the race. It's, um, it's, it's like racing hasn't been covered in yep. Australia before. It's on um, all of the, the Foxtel options, um, your binge, um, KO and the like. So check it out. Went live from last night, Miles in front. It's a, it's a real credit to to the joint venture between Racing Victoria and the Entain team who pulled it together. Absolutely brilliant. I'm going to watch it this afternoon. One, Just one small protest. Is Victoria though. Road still the race? Uh, before we get to that, yeah. how come you were in the credits and I wasn't and I spoke more than you? Because I, I decided the credits. <laughs> <laughs> Arrogance. Victoria Road at $23. Yep. Are you saying that that horse is over the odds? I am not. I am disappointed. This is the only reason I'm disappointed there's not eight horses in the race because I think Victoria Road's going to be a lot better over the miles second up than he was in the Labrox Cox Plate. Do I think he can beat Mr Brightside or Fangirl? No, I do not. What I do love is a pride of Jenny's in the race, which means they're going to hum along. They're going to really go. Alligator blood. We are going to see... Who have you got on top? Who have you got uh, Mr top? Brightside's okay. the best mile in the well, country. Mr Brightside top two. Mm -hmm. Victoria Road top four yep. will be a little bit conservative. $4.70. Yep, and I will say that I'm having a very nice same racer week. 
Oh, a bit of head wobble. Yeah, no, I understand. Bit of head wobble. But this is what you do in this type of situation. If there's head one wobble. you kind of like, yeah, then you get to a situation where you just play a little bit outside what is happening because it has been a really tough week. Unless, of course, the Melbourne Cup, which is the easiest race of the year. What do you I got just, for us, Gab? I just keep oh. coming back to Fangirl because, I mean, in a lot of ways she didn't even have a run in the Cox Plate, did she? That's true. It's just... She was sort of just warming up late. So. Yeah, I, I still think that's that... She does a little bit. Yeah, she, she does. Well, she's always going to need luck, but but that's this is a very different need luck in a small field. Flemington suits her and too. what she's been to the yeah. track and distance once, and yeah. it was a statement-like win from her. So. Labrox Lab is out too for people who want to check how it's going to work out with the two biggest stars in the game. Hamo and myself. Oh, what do you got for me, Gab? Come on, Gab. Are you with, are you with the Gator? She's later. feeling I'm, sick I'm, enough as I, it is. I'm she doesn't with, need that. I'm with the Gator. Um, of course, I just, I mean, as I look, I love Mr. Brightside. Love Fangirl. I think they're all in with a chance, but I'm just going to, I just, Gay, these, this time of year, mm. I'm like, she can just... I mean, then the he's horse is flying. He's going to get his new favourite scenario. He's going to get the horse is flying. Well. Like, what is? It's sort of turning Maria. Remember it when Ollie talked out about from yeah, a, the um, What did he lose by? Like half a length or yep. more? Yep. You know, that's it's not a lot. Just, I don't know. Just, I know, Mr. Brightside, but just one quick one. Have you got something about the Queensland winter later in the show? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. good. That's all I wanted. We need uh, another show <laughs> there as well. Uh, Can we get that going again? Yeah, we'll be back there for sure. Of course. That's when Gabby just ripped it apart and then she moved to the big smoke. A quick break. All thanks to Ladbrokes. Plenty more next. Welcome back, wherever you might be. All thanks to Ladbrokes. Here's the Ladbrokes Spring Breakfast. Download the Ladbrokes app. Make sure you Ladbroke it. Champions Day, Five Diamonds Day, huge weekend of racing. I just have a feeling that that SN underscore track is about to go bang. I reckon 15, 20 minutes away from something magical happening. Um, we could start like a daycare. Coffee <laughs> oh, oh, daycare. Oh, no. Coffee <laughs> Oh, Champions no. Mile has a smallish field as we touched on with the Champion Stakes. Most certainly doesn't the old McKinnon. 2,000 metres, and we spoke about this. Flemington moving in a week later, changing in the program. They zigged another zagged, and likewise, it gets a good field. Highlighted, I assume, by the favourite West Wind Blows. West Wind Blows was $9 for this race prior to placing in the Caulfield Cup. Now a dominant favourite all the way down to $2.90. The ultra-consistent Zaki, and I must admit, after re-watching the All-Star Mile documentary, I'd really love to see Zaki perform well. He's on the second line of betting at $4.80. Due a, mm. a $6.50 chance with Prowess. And the runner I like, a tissue, $7.50. Each way all day for me. Uh, for me, Prowess. Um, I, I just think, uh, I mean, West Wind blows. I mean, the form doesn't get any better through, mm. the, through the Caulfield Cup, obviously. But you just wonder whether there's another big run left in West Wind blows. Whereas Prowess... Underdone all the, all the way through the carnival. Underdone at the valley, still gets the job done in a in a easier race. It's got to be said. But I just think getting to Flemington, uh, stretching out to this sort of trip, it's absolutely world perfect. If she's as good as I think she is, she'll beat these. Hello, um, I'm with West Wind Blows. However, Jewess I really like also. I'm with Prowess. I'm with you for the reason. We've seen his last year on the back of the Labrace Cox Plate, which is the grand finals. Grand, it's not easy to do 
as a punter or even as a trainer to be able to have a grand final and then be able to back up the next week. West Wind blows his grand final was a Caulfield Cup. Now, I'm not saying that he will not win this particular race, but I think that's what it was. Zaki missed a race and he still ran huge in the Labros Cox Plate, so it means that the grand final, while in their mind their main aim was the Cox Plate, the fact that this, the prep didn't work out all that well, and prowess. Very lucky. Very lucky to still win, I think, the Crystal Mile. But in saying that, she, I think she's a 2,000-metre superstar, so I'm with her as well. But I, I'm going to include Zaki. And again, I'm going to same race of those to run top three. I think when you say very lucky, there's no doubt Antino didn't have a lot go right. But I will I will stake anything. If mm. Antino ran to Prowess, mm. Prowess would have lifted and tried to go with Antino. Well, possibly. So that'll, that'll hold you in good stead for both of us who are backing her tomorrow because if that happens, at some point tomorrow, she's going to eyeball a Zaki or a West Wind blows and if she's got that in her, it's, it's going to help. Just Worth quickly. Noting, yes. Just before we change tact. This day last year, we had both Nature Strip and Animo mm. bite the dust at around that even money yep. quote because... They were examples of horses that had terrific campaigns, but really taxing campaigns and maybe went to the well one too many times. So it will be interesting to see, A, how the favourites go tomorrow, and B, if the favourites are successful on the back of having busy campaigns, or it's the horses that have been more targeted mm -hmm. for this final race day, and if that changes the way that trainers maybe approach it going forward. Yeah, it's very hard to change, though, isn't mm. it? Because there's so much on offer before this. Well, so. West Wind Blows would be a good example. Running the Caulfield Cup, don't run in the Melbourne Cup, and then come out and potentially win this race. Yeah, true. Um, and the other one is prowess. For circumstances yes. beyond their control, um, they pivoted to make this the grand final for her. That's oh, I love backing horses in a grand final, and you always worry when you're backing them in a somewhat of an afterthought. Yep. As a Geelong supporter, that would have been tough during your early years. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I just want to make a quick mention on West Wind Blows. I understand the commentary around, oh, West Wind Blows can't run the Melbourne Cup, but it can run into McKinnon and all the... Yeah, I understand all of that and where people are coming from. I just continually think, and I understand how harsh these new requirements that have been bought in over the last few years have seen, and I'm not saying they're going to not have some easing of it going forward, but the fact is, again, continually on the back of our greatest race, we're talking about the actual race and not some tragedy attached to a horse, in particular an international horse that has so much hype around it. So uh, they err on the side of caution, absolutely. Should they? Absolutely they should, and I think the best thing to come out of the Melbourne Cup, since they bought in these new stringent regulations, is that we're talking about the race and not a fatality. Yeah, it looks a great point, isn't it? Um, I mean, something had to change, mm. whether, whether it was... You know, not to the liking of everybody in the industry, something had to change. Whether we like it or not, the, the microscope is on massively yep. on the Melbourne Cup. When you're the race that stops a nation, that's just part of the territory. We, we have to make it as risk-free as possible. And in the scientific world we live in, as, as data and analysis and research continues to grow and evolve, then we can start to make different changes around what might or might not happen with regulations. But right now, they are 100%. And I haven't always thought this, to be fair, but it's, a sum, it's, it's the end results, the sum of all the parts. And the fact that this hasn't happened since they brought these regulations in is a pat on the back for the race of Victoria. But also, there's a lot of retrospective chat about West Wind Blows. I mean, the, the Crisford team made a conscious decision Absolutely. to target those two races. So, and what a terrific job it's been. I mean, Beautifully um, done. You know, other than bumping into mm. an absolute megastar at mm -hmm. Caulfield, they win the Caulfield Cup. True. So, um, and now they've got a chance to pick up a, a feature at the end of the carnival. So, you know, I think it's a half a win-win. I mean, would he have been competitive in a Melbourne Cup? Probably. But he's, he's probably even better suited in a yeah. race like this. Agreed. Five diamonds.
Antino's obviously going to be a red-hot favourite at Ladbrokes, looking for a little bit of luck. There's an argument, and this is what racing does, is an argument he could be undefeated this preparation. Mm. Unfortunately, he is not. A little bit of frustration attached to it. But he's a chance... He's a chance here, Quinny. I assume the Ladbrokes Bunders have dived in. He'll start favourite, right? He's a $3 chance, I would anticipate him will be favourite. Mm. Yeah, he has been a yeah. little bit soft. Democracy, democracy manifest an $8 second elect. Now, there's been a bit of a move through the week for Unspoken. A perfect three from three, this preparation from the Snowden Stable. Has there been any for my Smokey? I'll get there in a sec. Was as much as $26, got mm. as short as $6.50, got back out to as much as $15, and then $15 back into back $9.50. In. So it has been interesting to see the two moves there for Unspoken. Detonator Jack, an $11 yes. chance. You're a, you're a Jack man. Well, I'm, I'm each way. I think uh, the $11 is very attractive each way. You've always been a big each way punter. No, I'm not. I'm not an each way punter unless they're ten dollars or more, and you can get eleven dollars, Quinny. And three dollars go each way at five dollars, just trying to get their money back a place is like backing is two a fascinating winners. Fascinating attitude. It's two winners when Don't you win. Don't bet if you're betting to get your money back. <laughs> hey, uh, Gab, you parochial Queenslanders, you, 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 you get upset and you're sensitive about things when you don't go the way. I know the Queenslanders have been flat about Antino. You with him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As as you said before, I believe he should be undefeated mm -hmm. nearly this prep, and um, I think it's a great race, and I really like the price. Yeah, he'll belt them. Text from Wayne Hawks. He's very keen to find out who this track rider is. He said, if it's for their stable, they've got a child service support. So <laughs> good to see Wayne getting behind whoever this <laughs> oh, no. rising star of the oh. industry is. Oh, I think Antino's going to bell them. I think that he's been great. And he's been really good without having a great deal of luck. I still think Jimmy Allman should have went forward on his first run. He'd still be the jockey or had a bit him over the prep. And Isn't of course, there an Valley. element of like afterthought as well with this race so with Antino? Uh, well, maybe possibly, but I still think well, this had is. had a few grand. I still think this is. One. I know it's a bigger field, but I think the Crystal Mile was a more quality field than this. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know what I mean? So, like, so I think it's a, it's a smidge easier. Now, again, end of the prep, how it's gone, you have to take a little throw because things haven't gone the way. Like, he wouldn't be here if he had to run the tour rack, which at the 100 metre mark we all thought he was about to do. So, we'll see what happens. Now, have you got your glasses? Uh, Better. Okay. We've got a contingency plan this week. All right, well, take I'm it away. I'm going to go get my glasses and then I'm walking over to the you're board. Gonna go get, you're actually going to... Yes. <laughs> so we've well, there it is. beautifully. Well, I'll go first. Yeah, get please, because... No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. I'm here, I'm here. Oh. Where do we want me? <laughs> oh, no. What's happening This side? Here? This side? Oh, no. <laughs> right in front of it. Here we go. Oh. The Adam Hamilton oh, no. special. This is shocking. This, take it, Quinny. This is a great price, yep. by the way. $2.40, Imperatries simply to run top two, mm -hmm. and then race seven, Fangirl to run top two. $2.40, Adam on debut in this segment, some nice value there. And the Nick Quinn special, yes, we are chasing a third straight winner, if you're asking, on a Saturday here. Paracel, race number two, not just to win, top two into Schwartz. Hopefully uh. David can run top two in race number three. That double there, $3.50. Our man John Seaton, he's done a great job putting yes. these specials together. I think this is the most generous he has been, and hopefully Ladbroke's punters can be rewarded. Well, we should, they should be generous because favourites aren't winning all carnival. But so top much. two, but Adam. Look, like, top two. I agree. I thought we'd be looking at about two bucks and you're getting 240 for Imperatrice and Fangirls. So, great work, Johnny Seaton, and um, and making maximum use of the Black Book tool as well to uh, to come up with those. So, 350 for yours. You told me it would be three bucks. So, yeah, I'd be happy with that. And let's face it, it's taken nine weeks, but I think I've finally nailed presenting these specials. <laughs> I disagree. It's happened in the last week. from standing in front of the screen for the first half. But anyway, that's right. Hey, hey. Yes. Go on. 
I don't like reading it after I'm so bullish, but I'll do it anyway. You have to read it. Legally, or we get the uh, Tijuana. Well, we're off anyway. <laughs> yeah, true. We'll go work at Cobby's daycare. <laughs> Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Big finish, Quinny. Good job, Big Nicholas. Finish. Quick break. Yeah, well, thanks to Ladbrokes. Plenty more Ladbrokes spring breakfast on the other side of this. Right around Australia, Adam Hamilton, Nick Quinn, Gabby Doxy, Cam Luke. It is the Ladbrokes spring breakfast. The last segment of the season. Don't know what I'm going to do next Friday. Probably sleep. Let's get into it. Uh, we have got little best bets. So I'm going to allow Gabby to go first because, you know what, you've got 15 of them. What's Hugh Fitzpatrick doing? He came charging down in the ad break. He said he was going to put the video of Cobby out. Our phones are lighting up with people wanting info. Hugh, lift. Stop flirting with Gabby and get that content oh, out. Oh, no. Jeez. Gab, please straighten us up. My best, Hugh. Two, uh, race three, number two, it's our time. Absolutely mm. love the horse, the track, distance, everything. Um, got that space ball form, space... Well, came out of one yesterday. No, yeah. one Saturday oh. got beat yesterday. Somehow Oh, got sorry, beat. sorry. Yeah, yeah, Still stands up, though. Absolutely. Um, st yeah, the form stands up. In Brisbane, we're going the value. Race one, number two. Um, very nice last out winner. Mashani Eclipse, I think it can go win again at $9. Hello, Quinny. You've seen a lot of racing down the straight. Have you ever seen a horse do what Spacewalk did yesterday, explode through, lead by length at the 100, have all the momentum and get beat? Extraordinary, wasn't mm. it? It was an absolute role reversal. Unbelievable. You would have sworn they swapped the, yeah. the names of the horses from Saturday. So, mm. um, could not but, Yeah, I, it, it was a fascinating race to watch, mm. wasn't it? So, um, not the most genuine Spacewalk. No, you know what? It's funny that because we've spoken so much about that. I made it my best at Caulfield a couple of weeks over. It should have won. And then after what happened on Saturday, they were like, yeah, sweet. And then yesterday, it kind of reverted back to the, yeah. to the means. And Robbie Griffiths. I love Robbie Griffiths. Oh. What a job he's done with Najim Sahail. Every time I hear the horse's mm. name, I start saying the quote from the 12th man. But the fact the horse, oh, or not over-raced, but they had the tactics on Saturday, which worked without winning, and then tinkered with the tactics for Tuesday... And the horse is still accepted for Saturday. I said, Robbie, can we run three times in a week? And he said, ah, I think we'll give him a little spell, Quinny, but he deserves a break. But well done to Robbie Griffiths and the team because that was a and very the, exciting And a little win. connection to Robbie getting a winner during the carnival is a, the memory of Dean Lester too, yeah. you know. Um, it's a big time, isn't it, a spring carnival without one of the uh, the icons of Victorian racing. I, I do want to see more people be like Harry Telford with Farlap and run a horse every single day over the Flemington Carnival like he did in 1930. <laughs> I wonder if there was just a little <laughs> temptation. Oh, it'd have to be, because he's, he's going so well. Yeah. Uh, the two-day back But he might really not be eligible for that race on the back of the victory. Which That's I true as well. Quinny, well. what do you got? Best bets? Give us 16 only, or something. No, I've only got three. Thank oh, you. Oh, I think three best bets is OK, don't you, Gabs? Oh, uh, yeah. Gabs just wants to just get through the conversation, say as little as possible. So I'll tell you what, Gab. You're doing better than him. Last year, he left at the halfway mark of his show, so you're I'm coming actually, in. I'm actually feeling really good. good. Yeah, I'm glad, glad I that got That was courageous of me to be here last year. You're right. All right, my three specials tomorrow. Get your pen poised. Or however you record your tips in this day and age. Best bet, race two, number five, Paracel. Next best, race three, number six, Schwartz. And I'm What's more it? than happy to double my money on race six, number eight, Imperatrice. And I know what you're saying. Quinny, give us something each way. Yeah, that's fine. No, well, we... I will. No, we didn't say that. Race <laughs> no, eight. No one said that. Race eight, number <laughs> ten, a tissue. Okay. Thank you. How much? Uh, for me, look, I, rather than take the shorties, I'm... I'm... 
I'm chips in on prowess here, mm -hmm. and you're getting you're still getting a pretty good price as well. So um, no each way, just on the nose. Um, I think there's some really big things in store for this mare. And I'm calling it a tissue for Dan Cobby. It's now a baby wipe. <laughs> you haven't missed it. No, I agree. I think sports and made it my best today on Labros Cox Plate Day and missed the kick. So hopefully down the straight. But I really think sports is a very nice horse. But I think Prowess will win as well. But my best of the day is Duke Decessor in the Queen Elizabeth. Race four, number two. Uh, it was pretty good in the Turnbull. Was pretty good in the Caulfield Cup, which are the two form races, as you touched on earlier, Hamo. And I think What's that good in the Caulfield Cup. Yeah, I, I, I just it's an easier race. I know that sometimes these Queen Elizabeth's at the back end. I know that he's probably heading towards a Melbourne Cup, and probably didn't get to the the, the level of which they wanted it to. But I think this is a little bit easier. And I think Duke Decesso, I think about 450 or 460 at Ladbrokes right about now is a nice bit of value for Duke Decesso. All right, Crystal Ball time. I want you to go first because if you don't have what I think you have, I'm going to have to go with it. All right, just um, ongoing, Queensland producing some serious horses. Unbelievable. The carnival. And not just the carnival, you know, we've got, without a bite, we've still got, like, App and Girl race, raced enormous. She was over the odds yesterday. Um, they're just coming down and being dominant. Little Mix is another one. Mm -hmm. She was a Queenslander. Um, yeah, we yeah. got, yeah, think about it. Um, Alligator Blood, obviously, Carlapore on the weekend. Mm -hmm. like, I was just like, this form is really, really strong. You must respect it. It's interesting because there was not a, not a concern about the Queensland Carnival, but we kind of had a bit of an idea three or four years ago trying to work out where it fits. The Nazaki incentivised things just changed, like, everything. Like, Zaki just changed everything. Incentivised on the front of it, Zaki in the back end. Mm -hmm. Last year, Alligator Blood wins the number one race. The Strad broke and then parlays that into a wonderful spring. And this year, a lot, think about it, wins the Everest. And without a fight, wins the Melbourne Cup, which are the two biggest races in the country off the back of, of it. It's like uh, skipped a bit of a generation, Queensland. Yeah, agree. It's back because it used to be such an important yep. pointer towards spring, yeah. didn't it? And the horses could have their campaign mm -hmm. and have a little break up there in the better weather and then and then attack the spring. And it, it looks as though we're well and truly back to that. You know, the best thing is they'll be heading to Queensland in droves now. Yeah. Yeah. And they had spelling them there too. I've, mm. I've heard a lot of people yeah. leaving them up there and the horses are obviously happy there over that time of year and, and come back just flying. It, it, it works for the stayers. It works for the stayers mm. because the European way of which they are prepared and ran and half spelled and then wait, that, without a fight was perfect for it. Mm. Come back into an Underwood first up, which is pretty rare. So I think we'll see a lot of those imported horses that bought pop up in those races. Quinny, we've got less than a minute. We have now... Only one horse in the history of Australian racing has won the VRC Oaks and then won the Caulfield Cup. That was Jamaica going back to 2015, 2016. I think Zardozzi would be a monstrous mm. chance in a Caulfield Cup should they go that way. Yeah, probably more a Melbourne Cup, I think. Mm. Um, might, the big track might. Just before you go, home, I've got to quickly say this. Everyone continues to say the Oaks and the Derby should be 2,000. I know Boss is on this, but we don't have Australian staying ranks. If we start to shorten this race, we're not going to see horses that can get out to a distance. Would the, race, would the race be better? Probably, yes, absolutely, certainly. But if we need to get these Australian stayers and have them somewhere to go at a young age, we need these races at 2,500. Yeah, it's a good point. Zardosi can win the Melbourne Cup next year based on how she savaged his line yesterday. My crystal ball, uh, the Kiwi power that will come out yes. of this for the next 12 months is huge. Imperatories to Royal Ascot and Prowess to have a massive 12 months off the back of this carnival. Hey, big shout-out to Campbell Brown, of course. Uh, Cobby, actually, Cobby wasn't on this series, so he can go and get stuff. But everyone behind the scenes, it's been wonderful. Labbrokes letting us do it. Quinny, you're going to have the last word. You've got three seconds. Happy punting all, especially you, Dan Cobby.